You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. How are we doing today, Peter? Happy Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl week. You know what it is on Sunday? What? Oh, The Walking Dead. It's more important than the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness. And that's that's when we wrap up the show right there. Peter, I know you're you're I know you love The Walking Dead. I know you're a diehard fan. You have been for at least 10 years, maybe. Yeah, like um, eleven. Since it's on on Sunday, obviously we're not gonna watch it. So I'm gonna have to watch it at midnight. So it's all, it's all good. Well, I'm sorry you're gonna have to miss uh, the Walking Dead of the Super Bowl. I know that's a real tragedy, but check out Peter's articles on the on uh, the Walking Dead. Uh, they're always very informative, and Peter is one of the few passionate fans remaining left in that fan base that has diminished quite a bit uh, over the last five or six years. But Peter, without further ado, we have a big show lined up. As we said, it is Super Bowl week, and we felt that it would be necessary to kick off everybody's Super Bowl week by having on two important guests. So we are going to bring on Brandon Carr and Noah Byrne of Rough in the Basket. Uh, They're going to help us break down the Super Bowl. We're going to preview it, talk about our game picks, some different prop bets. So how's it sound, Peter? Sound good? Yeah, we love Rough in the Basket in this podcast. All right, Rough in the Basket, welcome aboard. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, Super Bowl week, very exciting time for football, Bengals versus Rams. We're going to get into all of it today. I'm very excited to be on. Yeah, it's a real privilege to be on this podcast. I'm honored. So thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I feel like everybody, well, Peter does anyway. Peter calls me the third unofficial member of Roughing the Basket because I'm I'm on every once in a while. So well, to be fair, when the Rams won, instantly we're like, Matt Stafford, I know it's got to be on. Yep. And then like we're like, no, we're just gonna have a whole roughing basket on. So no, that that's a good way to start because a year ago at this time, Tom Brady. Obviously, a former Patriot was in the Super Bowl. Uh, I was, but he's not any. But he's not anymore. Loser. Peter made my point. I was rooting for Brady. Peter was not rooting for Brady in the Bucks. So Peter went against Brady. I was for Brady. Now, obviously, Matt Stafford, former Detroit Lion. So, are you pro Stafford in this game? Or are you anti Stafford in this game? As a Lions fan, man, this is our Super Bowl. Um, this is the closest we're ever going to hit a Super Bowl. Uh, as, a, as a Lions fan, I can proudly say that. So I'm rooting for Stafford, but you know something, man? I do like Joe Burrow. I think he's got a lot of personality. I love his interviews after the games. They're always really entertaining. So I'm, I'm honestly rooting for, like, good football over anything, but I do want to see Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl. Okay, so you were more towards me of last year. Peter, we all remember how that turned out for you, right? Hey, we don't talk about that. <laughs> but uh, that's interesting to hear because uh, if you're a Lions fan, uh, clearly the winning hasn't been there throughout the franchise's history. Matt Stafford, uh, he clearly, he produced in Detroit. Now, it didn't really translate in terms of a win-loss record, but uh, he was somebody that the Lions could depend on uh, for nearly a decade. So uh, it's great to see him finally get an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. If he now, makes Matt, the, if he wins the Super Bowl, is he gonna make Hall of Fame? Oh, good question, Peter. I say yes. Yeah, hundred percent. I say yes too. Yep, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Matt Stafford, when you look at his body of work, when you look overall at his stats, if you take away the win loss record, uh, Stafford he lines up with 
a number of future Hall of Famers of this generation. Now, again, I'm not saying you should disqualify the win-loss record, but I think a lot of it could be based upon his circumstances around him. Detroit did not really surround him with the necessary talent. Uh, didn't really surround him on both sides of the ball, whether it was an offensive line, help at receivers. I understand they had Calvin Johnson, but uh, post-Calvin Johnson era, it was not successful at all in Detroit. The defense, he had a bottom third defense for, if I were to guess, about 70% of his time in Detroit. So it's finally, he finally gets an opportunity with a legitimate head coach, a legitimate assets in terms of weapons, a good offensive line, solid run game, and a top 10 defense. So if Matthew Stafford is to win a Super Bowl, this is the year. And Peter, I've talked about it on our show for a number of months. The Rams were my Super Bowl pick in the preseason. Uh, and I backed them countlessly, even though in the middle of the year, they were shaky. Uh, and then trade deadline, they turned around, acquired Odell Beckham, acquired Von Miller, and they put all their chips in the middle of the table, and they can't lose this game to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, I still think it's a Super Bowl or bust season for the Rams. Now getting there, don't get me wrong, going through Tom Brady, uh, the 49ers, Kyler Murray, it's not easy. But the point is you should not lose to Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. You shouldn't. This is Super Bowl or bust for the Los Angeles Rams. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think this season is a success overall, even though you don't think so. It's, it's Super Bowl. Zach Taylor versus Sean McVay. McVay is a old quarterbacks coach, right? Yeah, Zach Taylor came from the Sean McVay tree. So, yeah, it was his quarterbacks coach. But, I don't know, the Rams have just given up so many assets, so many draft picks uh, just to be in the position there and now. And something I want to bring up, I was talking to Carr about last week. Peter and Noah, I don't know if you've seen these rumors. I, again, I don't even know if they're necessarily concrete or not, but Mike Florio uh, of Pro Football Talk, was talking a couple weeks ago when he was saying that he doesn't believe that Sean McVay is going to be a coach long-term in the National Football League, that his time in Los Angeles could be running out. He's one of those guys that could be looking to go into broadcasting. A network like ESPN could pay him upwards to 20 to $25 million, and he might just say, screw it, I'm going to take five, six years off, and I'm going to go into broadcasting. He's not one of those lifers, per se, like Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. Uh, he's more, he wants to recharge and it would take a couple years. So let's just say for the sake of the argument that Sean McVay walks at the end of his contract at the end of 2023, which is the end of next season. This is do or die for the Rams because without Sean McVay, everything the Rams have done over the last three or four years can be undone very quickly. Let me remind everybody when Sean McVay took over for the Rams uh, before McVay was there, they had 10 consecutive losing seasons. He turned that program around on a dime. And again, he's had a winning record every step of the way. And if he were to leave, surprisingly, at the end of next season, then I think this Rams team is screwed. So I think that's just another layer of it. A, I don't, I don't like the Jeff Fisher slander. I love Jeff Fisher. Okay. And uh, number two, if uh, Sean McVay wins the Super Bowl, I think he's the second best coach in the National Football League. And there's an argument. He is. There's an, uh, I don't know. And there's an argument. It might be number one. I think McVay's two. He's, he's my two. Uh, I think McVay's awesome. Look what he's done since he's taken over that program. I, I know you just said no Jeff Fisher slander here, but. No Jeff just Fisher look. slander. Seven and nine all day, okay? Look, Jared Goff, shout out Noah, right here, Lions. I, I think it's fair to say Jared Goff is a bottom third quarterback in the league. And Matthew Stafford, who we all think is talented and all, 
has come from an organization where they didn't have success. And he's taken, and he has had a lot of success with both of them. Jared Goff, he took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. Like, it's just even crazy to even think about. Because I think Jared Goff is planets away from getting back to a Super Bowl. Yeah, if if the Rams lose Sean McVay, that just kills a lot of everything. Because, I mean, you talked about it. Think of how bad I'm going to give I'm, – I'm going to be slandering Jeff Fisher. Think of how, how, how bad that offense was when he was the head coach of that team. Think of how bad Todd Gurley was and how he was literally getting underused before he got injured. Oh, you don't like Sam Bradford? You don't like that? No, I don't like Sam Bradford. Um, so, and then if you think about Jared Goff's rookie season, he looked like a complete bust. Now, I'm not saying he's a great NFL quarterback, but he looks like totally bad. Like he can't play in the league at all. Um, and Sean McVay obviously comes from that Mike Shanahan coaching tree, came in and really changed the culture there. So the Rams, they put everything on the table. They don't have a first round pick until 2024. So there's no young stud that's going to be coming in to this, for the, to this team for a long time now. And they put everything on the table. They got to win it. Um, and this has to, it has to be this year. If not this year, you only got next year. And then who knows? If you don't win a Super Bowl, talk about a colossal failure. Uh, this is an, an, on epic proportions of how bad this would be if they were to uh, collapse and not win a Super Bowl. Look, I, I like Joe Burrow a lot, and I think we all do, but I think it's fair to say nobody here, except for maybe Peter, thought the Bengals would get to this stage. No, I didn't, uh, I didn't think they were going to be the Chiefs. Fair enough. But I, like, I think we all probably went in and said if Bengals, they win a playoff game, that'd probably be their ceiling. I, I picked Tennessee to beat Cincinnati. Uh, I thought that's where they would fall. I actually picked yeah. the Raiders to beat Cincinnati. So I've been against Cincinnati the whole way. Uh, and it, it feels like, Look, the Rams have so much playoff experience, so much Super Bowl experience, whether it's guys like Von Miller, Aaron Donald, all guys have been there. Sean McVay's coached in the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup's been in the Super Bowl. All the Andrew Whitworth, all these guys have been in the Super Bowl before. The Bengals, I think they have like six players on their roster over the age of 30. These guys are so young. Joe Burrow is only in his second season. He's in his, This is his first year in which he actually played every game. Obviously, last year he coming off that torn ACL. And Jamar Chase is a rookie. Zach Taylor, I mean, look, he's a third-year head coach. This is his first time in the playoffs. The defense is young. The coordinators are young. Cincinnati is so raw, and they're in so much above their head. And again, not taking anything away from Joe Burrow, because I like the kid a lot. He showed balls, grit, everything you want to see. But you're the Rams. You're playing in your home stadium. You have every, I'm not saying the home crowd advantage, but you have every advantage to win this game from experience you don't have to travel. It's just everything. You're more talented. You have the better coaches. Every box, I think, in my opinion, checks the Rams. Yep. I mean, they do. Um, and I think a, a, a big part of what this game is going to be is this Bengals offensive line. Now, they've gotten to this point with having this bad offensive line. Hell, they beat the Titans, and Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. So they can do it, but when you're versus Aaron Donald, who I think many still regard as the best player in the NFL, easily probably the best defensive player in the league, Vaughn Miller, who's starting to finally show up, Leonard Floyd's no scrub either. He's actually pretty good. If, if, if he's like your second or third pass rusher on your team, 
these guys can get after the quarterback and the Cincinnati Bengals have a terrible offensive line. The interior of their offensive line, especially is horrific. Where does Aaron Donald line up in the interior as you know, the, the, the three technique, the four technique, this guy is going to come after Joe Burrow and even the double team. It, it's hard to stop Aaron Donald, even when you're double teaming him. So I just, I worry for Joe Burrow's safety in this game. And I know like up to this point, like it hasn't really mattered because they've gotten to this point, even with having a bad offensive line, but Aaron Donald is no scrub. I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, as you said, it's going to be a hard time blocking all those people, but I mean, the only way the Bengals can beat this Rams team, if Joe Burrow puts on his back again for the third straight week, I think, other other than the kicker, because it doesn't matter. Everyone Pearson's better than Matt Gay. But other than the kicker, I think Joe Burrow is better than Matthew Stafford. And that's the only way they can beat the Rams. At well, every other side of the ball, I think the Rams way outshine the Bengals. So let's on receivers. Yeah, let's pivot towards the Bengals because we've talked about the Rams for um, a while now. Sure. So when you look at the Bengals, I think a key to their success in this playoff run is creating turnovers. I think they've had seven turnovers throughout this playoff run. Uh, they forced Mahomes in interceptions. Uh, they forced Tannehill into some bad interceptions. I think they picked him off three times. Uh, I think they had two turnovers against the Raiders. So like they've been forcing turnovers and it feels like that has been the key to them is shortening the field, uh, winning the field position battle, uh, winning time of possession. And I think that's been important. Now, when you look at the Rams, I think Sean McVay, who is, again, second best coach in the league, I would say, uh, I think he understands that he can't turn the ball over if he's going to win. He needs Stafford to not turn the ball over. He needs Cam Akers to hold on to the football and not give the Bengals any opportunities. Because once the Bengals are in rhythm and they create turnovers, I think they really get going. Especially if Joe Burrow can get play action going. If Joe Mixon can get going. That's important. Now, what do you guys make of the matchup that could end up happening between uh, Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. If you are, let's say you're the Rams here, would you go that route uh, of covering um, Jamar Chase like that? Or would you double Jamar Chase and then single coverage a guy like T Higgins or Boyd? What would you do? I wouldn't do that because I think T Higgins and Tower Boyd can get the job done. If you leave those two guys one-on-one, especially T Higgins, he's very underrated. I think he's one of the more underrated receivers in NFL. Um, I think he has the alpha capability as well. Uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would put Jalen Ramsey on, on Jamar Chase. I mean, that's your best weapon. That's your most explosive weapon on the outside. And he's the guy that's going to create the big plays for you. You got to let Jalen Ramsey handle him. And you just got to hope that these other guys, you know, get the job done against T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, I would, I would absolutely have it be Ramsey Chase on an island, I think. I think that's what they're going to do. I think that's, that's a fair way to go about things. Uh, but, again, those Bengals receivers, they've been awesome. Uh, Noah, uh, were you a Jamar Chase guy coming out of college? I know yeah, I, I did like him coming out of college, yeah. I, I wasn't that familiar with him apart from his year with Joe Burrow, but I definitely did favor him as my favorite wide receiver coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you look at that whole wide receiver room for the Bengals, right? Carr was just talking about he likes T. Higgins, Boyd. Like, uh, they have solid playmakers along with the tight end position. They have backs that can catch the ball. Uh, they have an array of weapons. 
Now, for, if Jamar Chase, let's say, is taken out, let's say Jalen Ramsey does a good job of taking him out, who do you think Cincinnati goes to when they need it? If Jamar Chase is covered and they really can't go to him, what T. would Higgins. I suggest? You say T. T. Higgins? T. Higgins. Because T. Higgins has come up big on, in big spots too, like on third downs. He's a bigger target. Um, I don't. I off the top of my head, I think the Rams' second corner is Darius Williams. I don't think he has the size to compare to T. Higgins, who's like six four. Um, I think that's going to be someone that uh, Burrow is going to rely upon in this game. With Ramsey seeing a lot of Jamar Chase, I think, and I think T. Higgins can get the job done. I mean, he's had some great games this season, and he's just a guy that has a large catch radius like kind of like a security blanket. You can run him across the middle on the outside. He's going to be someone I think that's going to be in for a big game. And Noah, yeah, you, you, you a T Higgins guy? Big time. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people sleep on him a lot of times. I'm not really sure why, because just going through his stats, like he's had one game this year where he had 194 yards, another one where he had 138 yards, two games where he had 114 yards. So this is a guy that can get the job done and potentially be a number one wide receiver somewhere in the future, potentially. So just putting it out there, I do think that if they end up doubling Jamar Chase. I do think T Higgins okay. can get the job done for sure. Are you a no? He was drafted what, two years ago? Uh, yes, he was. He was in the same draft as Burrow and he was drafted uh, the first pick in the second round. Yeah, I thought he was he was supposed to be a first round pick. He kind of slid down a little bit. Uh, I, I like T Higgins in college and I felt like at the time Cincinnati was kind of in a, in a weird phase, how AJ green was getting up there in age and they were kind of looking for that next, next guy at receiver. And I, I thought it was T Higgins, but obviously Jamar chase has proved to be legit. He's already a top five, top 10 receiver in the game. Uh, Peter, your guy, Joe Mixon. I, I know you got a lot. All right. So no, I mean, uh, Carl, let me explain to you this story. So we have a fantasy league back home and, um, Peter selected Joe Mixon, right? And Car, you're a Joe Mixon guy too. I like him. Yep. Yeah, Peter's a Joe Mixon guy, and he drafted him in fantasy. And the whole room laughed at Peter. They, the whole room wasn't a fan of the Joe Mixon selection. Like, they were laughing at him hard. Like uh, Justin of Bo Sox, they were laughing at him. Like I'm pretty sure, like TJ was laughing at him. Like he was getting clowned. And um, I, I think my brother's uh, name for his fantasy team was Peter drafted Joe Mixon. Uh, like I think like it was a big joke about Joe Mixon. So here we are, six seven months removed from that. Uh, and Joe Mixon is in the Super Bowl, and he's got an opportunity to put his name really in the center stage, and Peter can go peacock to everybody next year's fantasy draft if Joe Mixon really puts it up. So, Peter, well, can you talk me up about Joe Mixon. Well, listen, you know, the only reason why I drafted Joe Mixon, he has nobody behind him. He was getting all the carries. He was supposedly getting all the receptions. I know P. Ryan put in the, that a little bit. The only caveat of Joe Mixon ever is just him not staying healthy and he did the whole year. I mean, knock on wood in a Super Bowl. With all that being said, though, when it comes to next year, I will not be drafting Joe Mixon because I think next year he's just going to – he's a free agent, isn't he? No, we got a contract extension. Yeah, yeah, he oh, we got a contract. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll draft him again. No, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've loved Joe Mixon ever since he was in college. No, no, you were you were in the room when Peter got thrown <laughs> got tomatoes thrown at him what was your was your reaction no probably said something too I, I, I mean too. yeah i think i think i did turn to jason i think i was like man he did draft joe mixon you know? <laughs> like, your brother is kind of being a, a douche but at the same time like he did draft joe mixon but you Peter know the, the funny thing is pj just he snapped back like three four days later we had another draft and pj and your brother are in that draft as well and pj drafts joe mixon again just, just to really stick it to him yeah 
And, hey, it worked out for him, though. Joe Mixon had a great year. Yeah, I just yep. – it's just funny now because now just knowing how things go in life, Joe Mixon's going to win MVP. First touchdown, Joe Mixon's going to be this <laughs> and that, this and that, and Peter's going to be sitting there next August and be like, well, I told you guys. I told you so. Like, I, I can just see that, but – the Joe Mixon uh, selection, like Carl, like you, of course you've been to fantasy drafts. So like it was just so fun. Like I'm not making fun of you, Peter, but it was just so funny when you put the name on the board, like Justin started it and then everyone was laughing and I'm like, Oh my God, poor Peter. Like he's getting tomatoes thrown at him as he's walking back to his seat. <laughs> like, it was just, it was just one of those things where it was just Peter stuck by his gut and Joe Mixon had a good year. And he's been a big reason why the Bengals have had success. Now I still think Joe Burrow has been a, a bigger part of that Bengals offense, but to see what Mixon has been able to do when healthy, he's been huge for that offense. Uh, despite having an offensive line that I think we'd all agree is subpar at best. Really bad. Yeah, exactly. So if Mixon can kind of get his footing and average four or five yards a carry, I think that'll be huge, especially against that Rams front seven that is a top five unit in the NFL. So I, I like Mixon in this game, but... I like him more out of the backfield than more in between the tackles. Yeah. I think they're going to be giving him some screen opportunities along that. I don't see him getting the ball 20, 25 times. Well, that's why they have P. Ryan. I, I like P. Ryan as a secondary option. I don't, yeah, I don't love Joe Mixon in this game. Just because the Rams, I think, have done a really good job against running backs. They were able to stifle the 49ers last week. Um, Leonard Fournette had like 53 rushing yards and then – they stifled the the Cardinals run run game too. So they've kind of been walking up and uh, stopping running back. So we'll get into prop bets, but I don't think Joe, uh, Joe Mixon's going to have a, a great rushing out. And I agree where I think out of the backfield, just because of the pressure that Joe Burrow is going to have, I think they're going to call a lot of screen plays and a lot of plays to just kind of get the ball out of his hands and, you know, get it into his playmaker's hands. So I don't love the the Russian, I think, in this game for Joe Mixon, but I do like the receiving upside for him or P. Ryan. Peter, do you have Joe Mixon's rushing yards in front of you? I don't. I have it. Car has it. Okay. What is it, Car? It is 62 and a half. 62 and a half. That seems that seems high, but that doesn't seem that high. Yeah, I don't know. That that's not, that's a tough number. That's a tough number. I go under. You go, uh, yeah. Ugh. The Bengals win, that's going over. That's a tough number. I, I'm gonna lean under. That's a tough number. Noah, what do you, you think Mixon over under 62 rushing yards? I, I wouldn't even touch that bet, to be honest with you. I would probably say over if I had to pick one. But What, what about attempts? What about rushing attempts? What is that listed as, Carr? Uh, let me get that to you. Uh, he has 16 and a half. Again, if the Bengals win, that's over. That, Mixon's a tough guy to really pin down. How about receiving? How about receptions? I'm sorry. I'm no, you're good. Uh, receptions for Joe Mixon is three and a half. I like the over on that. I think they're going to run some screens I like with the him and stuff. Samaji Piran. What is that, a buck and a half, too? Yep. Yeah, a buck and a half. Yeah, I, like, like Peter was saying, he, he's a decent back. He can like works well in the screen game, and it gives Mixon – it depends how they want to utilize some things. And you know what might be the case? What's up? Zach Taylor might look at the game plan and say, you know what, guys? Why don't we not just hit our head against the wall? We're just not going to do that. We're not not abandon the run, but we're going past 75% of the time here. We're going to go shotgun, five wide. Our runs are going to be end arounds to Jamar Chase. 
Yep. Mixing some screens, stuff like that. I could see them doing that kind of like how the, the Cowboys in week one did against the Bucs. So they didn't want any part of that Bucks front seven. Not saying the Rams front seven is as dominant is as dominant as that was last year. But that could be a strategy in which they would look to deploy. But when you're in a Super Bowl, especially in the first half, nerves are going. Young team, sometimes running the football calms nerves because it's like a, it's a low risk kind of play. But he, Mixon's a very difficult uh, guy to figure out. Yeah, especially in this game. Uh, it's, it's a tough one. It is. I, I just don't – I think the Russian number is going to be down. 16 and a half attempts, I feel like it might be like 17 or 18 he gets. But I just don't think he's going to do much with it just because the Rams have been so good at stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals' offensive line is just not good. So I, if you I, want I that over, If you want that overhead, you've got to hope that the Bengals' defense doesn't – show up like they showed up two weeks ago versus the Chiefs and yeah. got down 21-0 early and yeah. they can't run the ball. Does Jamar Chase have a rushing yard, a rushing attempts line? No, he doesn't. He has a over under of half a rushing attempt. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That, yeah. A half? That's yeah. going over. I think I think they're going to give him some end arounds and jets. Uh, I Jet sweeps. Didn't they toss it to him out of the backfield nope. against yep. KC, right? Uh, yeah. I that was, it, it might have been against the Raiders. Might have been against the Raiders. Yeah. It, it happened. It did happen once. Or, uh, it definitely did happen. Yes. Now, I think the Bengals, they're going to have to get creative because running in the A-gap rated Aaron Donald, it might not work clearly. I mean, the teams have oh. tried and failed, and I think the 49ers, they think in the second half, they kind of got worn down by it in the NFC Championship game anyway, so. Anyone well, Jamar any- Chase is over under uh, rushing yards is three and a half. Three and a half. I might take that, man. Oh, Peter, I'm taking that. Boy. I think. Yes, I think they, I'd say they run two end rounds. And you know what? He they might don't do that with. They don't do that with Boyd or Higgins. No, Higgins is like Chase is quick. Chase is good. Chase is good with the ball in his hands. He's a good yeah, after he's catch. Explosive. Higgins. Uh, Higgins isn't so much he's that too, he's kind of too big. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's kind of, I don't want to say clumsy, yeah. but he's kind of too... Uh, he's not dynamic in the, with the ball in his hands like Chase says. You're in a situation where it's third and three and you've been, Joe Mixon's lost three yards in his last six carries and you, and you got to run the ball here. I mean, I don't think that's a bad idea because then it yeah. changes how the Rams play defense a little bit because then you're going to force Jalen Ramsey on somebody else. You're going to have to move a lot of different parts in the Rams defense. Yeah. So I, I think that's an interesting one to really tackle. So before we get into our prop pick selections... Does anyone else have any takes on the game? I mean, I don't even think we talked about Cooper Cup yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're right. Uh, with quick minute or two um, on Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is somebody that I'm going to talk about a lot in my prop bet selection, but he put together one of the best receiving, uh, best receiving seasons receiver has ever put up. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I like Cooper Cup a lot. He's, he's just, I mean – the fact of the matter is, like, I know this has been kind of a big topic of debate of where he ra- uh, ranks in terms of receivers in the NFL. I mean, I think there's some still re- there's still some receivers better than him, but he's the best slot receiver in the league. And yeah, when you put up 1,900 yards, 100. Who do you take yards, over him? Just Tyreek Hill and Adams. That's it. Tyreek Hill, Adams might be a hot take. I take Justin Jefferson. Ooh, that's a, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, actually. Um, good about, good about. 
when he's healthy, maybe even DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I just think what Cup was able to – let's see what Cup does next season. We'll see. Because if Cup can sustain yeah. what he did this season, then I think he's – I think Stafford right has there. a lot. If we're talking about this season, he was the best receiver in the league. This, Absolutely. This he season. Was not even close, yeah. Yeah. But if we're talking about overall, I mean, he should be in the top ten, but I, he can creep in the top five. Stafford's, I Stafford's blessed. He, he had Calvin Johnson for whatever it is, eight years or whatever it is, and then he had – Cooper Cup, and then yep. he's gonna have it next year, yep. probably forever. It's crazy when you look at Cooper Cup, right? Because obviously the slot receiver is something that Sean McVay really utilizes in his offense, and it felt like defenses this year haven't been able to adjust to him. It seems like I think he only caught less than five receptions in one game this season, which is even which is like crazy to even fathom. He's fantastic. He's somebody that I don't even know how the Cincinnati Bengals are going to defend. I truthfully am not sure. I I think the Bengals secondary is a little fraudulent. Like I know they played well in spurts against uh, Tyreek Hill. I know Travis Kelsey, I think he had 10 catches in the AFC title game, but I don't know how they're going to defend Cooper cup. I really don't because it feels like that's bread and butter and that's nearly indefensible. I mean, he hasn't been defended at all. Um, Really the team that he's been the worst against has been the Cardinals. And like, even then you'd that still game was a, bl- that game was a blowout. It was a blowout. It was like five catches, 60 yards and a touchdown. Like that's still respectable, but like 11 catches, 142 yards and two touchdowns um, yeah. against the 49ers. And it was like 180 yards against the Buccaneers. It's like the Bengals aren't going to have an answer for him. And nobody has had an answer for him this season. I, I suspect that's going to continue. And when you look at who the Bengals have played this year, you just look through their schedule. They played Hunter Renfro twice. I feel like he's the, He's a, he can be a cop in terms of a slot receiver uh, mm-hmm. to Cooper Cup. In the last, in the wild card game, he played pretty well. So, other than that, if you look through the Bengals' schedule, difficult slot receivers, I mean, it seems like it's very, they have not played many slot receivers. Now, this guy's playing the slot. Yeah, that was my next one I was going to mention. Keenan Allen, I think he had five catches for 110 yards off the top of my head. They played the Chargers. The Chargers blew him out, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like 42 to 13 or something. Yeah, it's 42 to 20. Yeah, yeah, they blew him out. But that was a Mike Williams game. That wasn't really a Keenan Allen game. Keenan Allen had five receptions with 34 yards and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. That's what it was. Okay, but I think Mike Williams had a great game. I think he had over 110 yards receiving or something. Yeah. He had yeah, 110 right on the nose. Boom, yeah. Peter. Boom. So yeah. when you look at that, if you look through the schedule, that's about it. You look at the Chargers receiving core with Keenan Allen. You look at Hunter Renfro twice. They haven't faced anybody like Cooper Cup. Now, there's not many slot receivers that can do what Cooper Cup does, but it's just difficult. It's just difficult to game plan for. That's all I'm saying. Because he's gonna. It's not like he's gonna get 28. He's he's not gonna average 28 yards of play, but he's gonna average seven, eight, right down your throat. Third down, boom. Difficult to defend, man. Really is. It is, and I think most of his production last week came from third downs. He's just such a weapon, and. He just he makes plays when when you need to play it all the time, and it's just hard to defend him. Yep. All right. Uh, without further ado, uh, we will each so the four of us will select two prop bets that we really like for Sunday's game. Talk about that. Then after that, we will reveal our game predictions. Okay. So Peter, would you like to start off with your first prop bet? Sure, I'll do a prop bet. So I have. Here, we'll make it fun prop bets. So on the graphic, I'm going to have Joe Mixon. I mean, Joe Burrow over 11 and a half rushing yards, but I'm sure somebody will talk about that. So to 
piggyback off of Cooper Cup, I'm going to say Cooper Cup has over receptions over the U.S. gold medals at the Olympics. If anybody is watching the Olympics, I'm a big Olympics guy. U.S. three, three, four days now have been choking it away. They have not won a gold medal. They're in 17th place. They've only had three silver and one bronze. They won't Peter, clean up. What's your guys. favorite? What's your favorite Winter Olympic uh, event? Bobsledding. Okay. Just wondering. Go ahead. They they, they have uh, they'll clean up on the uh, ice skating. They'll clean up on the snowboarding. They haven't done that, but they they're not going to do as well as everybody thought in the hockey. Uh, the women's hockey team already got destroyed. Uh, one of their players already got hurt. So I, I think that they're only going to get like five gold medals max. So I, I think that's an easy bet. So Peter, avid Winter Olympic fan, he's got you covered with that one. Uh. So, Peter, do you want what? Would you like to give your other one now, or do you want should everyone give matter. one? Uh, yeah, we could all do one. And okay, I'll do one, and we'll go back around. So, Car. So I kind of hinted at this earlier, but Samaji P. Ryan, one and a half receptions. I like that as an over. Uh, it's plus one hundred five. We were talking about it earlier. Like Joe Burrow, I think is going to be pressured in this game. And there's just going to be more plays that they're going to have to draw up to get the ball out of his hands. Samaji P. Ryan eats into Joe Mixon's, you know, third down work and his passing down work. And Samaji P. Ryan, I think last week had three catches and like 60 yards and a touchdown. So maybe that kind of incentivizes Zach Taylor to kind of use him more in this game. He only needs two catches to hit that. I think he can absolutely hit that. And I like that one a lot. Okay. Noah. So for mine, uh, this is actually shout out my boy Matthew Stafford. I'm saying that he's going to have an interception. Um, oh. The over under for interceptions is 0.5, I believe, for him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he's thrown some ugly interceptions this year. I believe he had five pick sixes throughout the year. So he's uh, he's up there in interceptions. I think the Bengals secondary is good enough where they'll at least be able to force one. So that's that's my first one. I like. I I, yeah, I, I like agree. all three that of those. That's the only that's the only caveat on the Rams. If the Rams lose this game, it's going to be because of Matthew Stafford. I think they don't trust as much as everybody thinks they do of Matthew Stafford. And as Noah said, he, he threw some ugly interceptions, especially in the middle and the end of the year. Absolutely, that's it. That's a, Peter again. I'm I'm not an avid Winter Olympic fan as you are, so that's, I'm tough to comment on that one. But uh, Cara, Noah, I think they're spot on. I, I love that. that mean, that's a great I one. I think you have to wait until like three weeks until the Olympics are done to cash that ticket in. Yeah. You're going to have to let me know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but for my first one, uh, I'm going to, Peter kind of talked about it. So I'm going to piggyback off of it. Uh, Joe Burrow over 2.5 rushing attempts. So this is why I like this. I think Burrow is going to be running for his life in this game. I think he's going to probably have to scramble out numerous times. We saw him do it a couple of times against Kansas city run for a big first down. And I think we're going to have to see him do it again against the Rams because the pocket's going to collapse. He's going to have to move around. He's going to have to create yards with his feet, especially if a guy like Jamar Chase is taken out of this game by Jalen Ramsey. He's going to have to get creative and he's going to have to fight for first downs, fight for yardage. So I like over two and a half rushing attempts for Joe Burrow. Peter, what is your second prop? I have over touchdowns and rounds in the Adesanya Whitaker fight in the UFC on Saturday. Listen, nobody's going to talk about this. So in 2019, they faced Whitaker and uh, Adesanya and only went two rounds. I think that Adesanya is going to win and up to three rounds, and I think that there's going to be more touchdowns than three. So it is what it is. I just hope it's not a for me to comment. Tough for me to comment on that one, but I like Adesanya has lost one time. So 
No, nobody's going to talk about USC on a it's Super Bowl show. So, good point. Car. Give me Odell Beckham over five and a half receptions. Okay. Okay. I think, look, what we've seen from Odell, this kind of resurgence from him, I think he had nine catches for like 113 yards last game. So he's getting the job done. I think for this for this Rams passing attack, it's Cooper Cup and it's Odell Beckham. Um, the real, like Van Jefferson's kind of disappeared. Like he's only had like two catches and like one catch in these playoffs. Like I think last week he had two catches and the week before that he had like a catch. Um, so I think Odell at five and a half, I like it. It's plus one fifteen. I think he'd get about six or seven catches. Personally, um, I think the Rams are going to throw the ball. I think both teams are going to throw the ball a lot more than they are going to run the ball. So I think that just means Odell, you know, and Cooper Cup, these guys are going to, you know, get fed the ball. Noah? So for me, uh, I really like the Van Jefferson over 29.5 receiving yards. I really like that one a lot just because I think the Bengals are going to make a huge effort to stop Cooper Cup. Not sure if that's going to be successful. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like Van Jefferson, he's a, he's a deep threat. And if he just connects on one pass, I think he could cover it with that one. So I'm, that's where my money's going. Do you think he'd go one, one catch for 32 yards or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's very possible. I think against the uh, – it might have been against the Bucs. He had one catch for 41 yards. Yeah, and against yeah. the Bucs, they actually tried to throw him a goal line fade. Uh, I think at least once, maybe twice. It, it didn't convert, but – so they have made an effort to get Van Jefferson the ball. And I could see the Bengals saying, you know what? We're going to, we're probably not going to be able to get Odell out of, I mean, uh, Cooper Cup out of this game, but let's take, let's take Odell out. Let's just get his ass out of there. And we're in Cooper Cup's going to do what he does. And let's see if they can beat us with Van Jefferson. And if Van Jefferson can win that matchup, that's big. Uh, were you a Van Jefferson guy out of college car? I really wasn't. No, he was kind of an older prospect. He's not like a Sean McVay type of receiver. Like, that's why when that draft pick was made, I was like, really? Like, I don't know. I, I didn't really see the, the fit there. Yeah, the Rams have had some, like, questionable, like, second-round wide receiver picks. They took they took uh, Tutu Atwell this year. I don't know. It just, <laughs> like, I remember, because, like, they I, they have a type of receiver they like. They, I think they like guys that are explosive, right? Quick explosive. That seems to be the mold. And I don't know. Just Van Jefferson, it feels like it just – Maybe he just hasn't put it all together yet. Maybe it's just about usage. Now he's had a hell of a guys in front of him. Robert Woods before he got hurt, Odell, Cooper Cup, and that could be some of it. Higby obviously gets some targets. and yep. So who knows what Van Jefferson's going to be, but maybe he's finally going to make his, uh, his name in bright lights on Sunday. Uh, my, my second prop pick is going to be, I am going to take um, – Cooper Cup, over eight and a half catches. We talked about Cooper Cup for the last couple of minutes, and he's just tough to stop. I can see him catching 10 or 11 balls in this game easily because I don't think the Bengals have an answer for him. I really don't. He's going to he's gonna be targeted at least 13, 14 different times. I, I just think Cooper Cup's impossible to stop. This has been his season. He's been the best version of himself. He's been the best skill position player in all of football, and I think that's going to be on full display Sunday night. I Cooper like Cup's your uh, Scotty Miller of last year, huh? He is. He absolutely is. Yes. Oh, did Scotty? Did that hit a pit and Peter? I don't remember. I don't remember, but you're all in on like everything. Like, yeah, yards, you're right. I, you're right. I, receptions. 
Tony I was Sc- Scotty Miller did not have a good year. No, he was hurt with a hamstring injury. He missed a lot of the year, but and I I think he got like one catch or something this year. Two catch like it was not a Scotty Miller year. Now if Godwin ends up walking to free agency, I don't mean to get in a tangent. Maybe he'll finally get some usage, but it feels like he got lapped. I remember you did a years. lot of props the last year. Scotty Miller. Well, now it's Cooper. I mean, yeah. To actually, all my props will not necessarily be around Cooper Cup this year. No, well, yeah, I'm just saying. But. I remember I because I, Scotty Miller because no one was really giving him much of a chance to do anything. Now, if you if you give me a guy like that, my guy's Van Jefferson with that. I think no one nailed that one because what's Van Jefferson for catches? A buck and a half. He is half. What is it? Two and a half. Two and a half. That's a little high. Ugh. Really? What about? Ugh. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. I wouldn't go with the receptions. I just think that there might be a deep ball, like fifty yards, forty yards, and he's gonna catch it. That's that's what I'm going for. Yeah, because he's twenty nine and a half on uh receiving yards. Yep. But yeah, last year Peter can attest. I was all in on Gronk, Scotty Miller. Those are my guys last year, and Gronk definitely uh, was the staple of that staple of that offense right there. That was huge. All right, Peter. So Wait, before we divert on props, is anybody good at geography? Geography? Or the LA area? Um, why why is there a prop of will there be an octopus on the field? Minus fourteen hundred, no, and plus twenty five hundred, yes. Does anybody know? What? An octopus? Yeah. I can't uh, explain that one. I, I got nothing for you, but it's not like the thing in ba- Buffalo, but like I don't know. I thought somebody like you. Yeah. Peter, like, Peter, where are you getting these props, bro? Where, where are you reading these? <laughs> hey, listen, you worry about your props, and I worry about mine, okay? Yeah, yeah no, right, why do you right. worry about Van Jefferson making that one catch, bro? Yeah. <laughs> All right, never mind. I'm sorry. All right, so that, that was awesome, Peter. Uh, the squid right there. I hope someone throws a squid on the field. And you know I'm, what? I'm telling you. I'm going to bet yes, and I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Whenever I see that, everyone better text Peter. Just a squid emoji. I think that does everyone text where everyone that listens, you're watching the Super Bowl, you see a squid in the field, you text Peter a squid emoji. That'll be the real determination about how many listens we got in the pod. There we go. <laughs> All right. So let's before we get into game picks, let's do who scores the first touchdown because that's always an exciting one. That's one that me and Peter kind of always gravitated to the last couple of years. And we me and Peter nailed it a couple of years ago. We had Sony Michelle, uh, first touchdown for the Patriots ran Super Bowl. In uh, 2019, we nailed that one, but I think and we're I got last year since. Oh, you we got Gronk last year. You're right, so we're Both hot. One. You're right, so we are hot with that one. So Peter, I'll let you start since your uh, your blood's boiling with octopus and everything else over here. See, I was gonna say my Joe Mixon story, so I'm gonna be all in on Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon plus 750. I think they're just gonna run it in the goal line first and whatever. But I really love the piggyback off that. I love the jersey number over 23 and a half for the first touchdown. No, the only way that that loses is the Rams wide receivers or Jamar Chase gets a uh, first touchdown. Or Stafford. Yeah, or Burrow. But yeah, but like all the Bengals receivers other than Jamar Chase have over 23 and a half, and then you're covered on the running backs for both sides. So So first touchdown, your guys mix it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Carr? You know, I got an obscure one for you. How about Tyler Higby? Do it. Tyler Higby plus fourteen hundred. Um, last week, last week the Bengals gave up what was it, ten catches, ninety something yards to Travis Kelsey. I don't think they gave up a catch to a Titans tight end, but then they gave up 
like seven or eight catches to Darren Waller in the wild card round. Now, are you worried that McVay on Monday said Higby is not going to even start practice until Thursday at the earliest? Not really. Um, I mean, if he if he play if he when he plays, he's going to be the starter. So I, I don't think they're going to put in a what's the guy's name Kendall Blanton Blanton. as the starter. He's a, he's the real sleeper right there. Yeah, plus sixteen hundred. Um, yeah, I I don't know Tyler Higby. I like that one. I think I like Odell as well. And uh, T Higgins is plus twelve hundred too. So those would be like my three. But I'll go with Tyler Higby. Why not? I just have a gut feeling about it. See, I going into this game, going into the week, I should say, I thought Higby was going to be my guy, but I am worried about the injury. I'm worried about if he's just going to be a decoy out there. That that scares me. But if he is healthy enough to play and actually perform. I like that a lot. Noah, how about you? Who scores first touchdown? I'm going to go CJ Uzoma. Is that how you say his name? Uzama. CJ Uzama. 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 Yeah, I'm going him. Are you worried that he might not play either? <laughs> no, he, he said that he's going to play. He, yeah, said he, said he yeah, yeah, he did well, say he, said he, he was battling. Play. Yeah. But I, I like that one too. So we're all. Oh, you don't want to go Van Jefferson plus eighteen hundred? Oh no, I think you should. Dude, I thought it. about it. I really thought about it, but I don't want to go all in on Van Jefferson. I want to spread my money out evenly. <laughs> in case Van point, Je- point. Like Noah said, Van Jefferson's got the one catch. So you don't know where that catch is going to come. So could be for only. It could be at the other side of the field. But I like the Uzama pick again. The only thing that I stop with Uzama is, is he healthy enough? I know he said he's going to play. And he's going to be out there, but I'm just a little worried about if he's actually going to be utilized properly. I'm shocked nobody picked this guy, but I'm going to go with him. I think Carr talked about it. Odell Beckham, plus 900. I'm going with it. Uh, I think Odell Beckham is going to be a guy that ends up with the first touchdown reception. I am at, This is how I kind of imagine it in my head. It's going to be a fade route to Odell. He's going to catch it. I'm going to high-five Peter. And then Justin's going to FaceTime me and be like, whoa, you, you hate Odell, this and that. And I'm like, nah, Justin, Odell just won. <laughs> I, thought you're gonna, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say Sony Michelle. You know what, I did think about that one. But the only thing that scares me about that one is the Sony Michelle situation needs to be perfect. Like, they need to be third and goal at the half-yard line. And Cam Akers probably has to have a fumble early on in the game. So he kind of gets benched. So I, I the Sony Michelle that's in the back of my mind as well. Van Jefferson is also in the back of my mind, but I'm going to go with Odell. Does Matthew Stafford throw a pick six and it's plus 3,000 Bengals defense? He's throwing, what, no, we say five pick sixes? Yeah, five this year. We would just put down a small wager on that just for fun. Yeah, yeah especially if you think Stafford, and you know what, you could put two, you can't parlay this, but you throw Stafford plus a half interception and then you have the pick six in there, you could win that double. Yep. So, Stafford is, he turns the ball over. Like, that's that's part of it here. Any other props that anyone, Peter, you have any other weird octopus things or anything like that? Are you a coin flip guy? Are you a national anthem guy? Peter, give me the weirdest thing you got. The weirdest thing? No, I can't, talk, I can't talk the octopus. I mean, listen, heads, shout out to Matt uh, Slater. What color never, is the Gatorade? Never picked it. Ooh, what color is the Gatorade? See, look, look. All right, here, here's something that Vegas knows too. Why is none plus 400? No Gatorade is going to be splashed. What does Vegas uh, – that's the gonna third. Are splashing instead water? Yeah, what, right, Peter, that's Peter the, what are the odds? You got them in front of you. All right, blue is plus 300. Purple is plus 200. Orange is plus 200. Yellow is plus 300. 
None is plus 400, and clear is plus 400. I like blue, man. How do you know the difference? So, what if it's water? I don't know. Like, what does that go? I mean, none, right? So water, it- water is none. But, like, what does Vegas know that we don't? Like, why is none on there at all? <laughs> so, Peter, are you saying none? Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> saying none. Like, is it just because, like, LA is like COVID, like, extreme and they don't want, like, them to share it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> It's just I've never seen that before, like ever. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, I think it probably depends on who you would think. If the Bengals won, it's going to be orange, right? You would think, but again, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive because I, I remember the Patriots won a couple years ago, and it was orange. Last year it was blue, and it was the Bucks, and that's nowhere no, no blue near them. So it means I don't. And know. the national anthem, I am going to pick the under. The overs hit twelve years in a row. It's going to fade the other side eventually. So this is the year, Peter. You you hedging over here. This is ninety five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Any other weird things you got? I'm enjoying the weird things. No, I wish. Is I, there I any can... halftime stuff? What? Is there any like halftime stuff like songs? Oh, halftime. Yeah, there is. Uh, who's gonna come out first? So oh no, no no, who's coming out last? No 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 wait no, who's coming out first? Mary uh whatever her name is plus one seventy, Kendrick Lamar plus two fifty, Snoop Dogg plus three fifty, Dr. Dre plus five hundred, Eminem plus seven hundred. Mm. So Peter, do you stay away from those? I think it's gonna be Kendrick Lamar playing okay, humble. So Peter does not stay away from those. That's awesome. Wow, Peter. Peter, if you could make up your own prop bet, what would it be? Oh, uh, that's a loaded question. That is a loaded question. I know. It would be, I don't know. Well, will there be a streaker on the field? Yes. How many times does Sean McVay have to get pulled back to the sideline? That's how a many, car. How, that's a how, great one. That's that's a good one. Come on, Peter. Think outside the box. That's good. How many times does? Actually, actually, you want to hear a obscure one? There's going to be an Al Michaels like prop, like him saying a word, and he's going to like smash it in the first five minutes because he reads all the props. How many times does Chris Collinsworth say, here's a guy? Here's a guy. How many times does Tom Brady get mentioned in the broadcast? Ah, uh, go on. Go on. Is this going to be uh, Al Michaels' last game? You think this is Al Michaels' last game? On NBC. Yeah, that's not really a prop bet, though. It's not a prop bet. Yeah, Isn't the rumor that he might go to Amazon? Yeah, to do- his, his, I think his contract status is, is unclear. He's yeah. He's been doing less games over the last couple of years. So I, I don't know. I hope this isn't it for Al Michaels. But no, yeah. do you have any weird prop bets? No, just a question. Is Tony Romo doing the game? Or, no, it's or NBC. 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 Al Michaels oh, and Chris Collins with you. Gotcha. Who will be shown first during the game? Leonardo DiCaprio plus 200. Ben Affleck plus 300. Matt Damon plus 325. Jennifer Lopez plus 350. Kim Kardashian plus 500. DiCaprio. Sure. Will there be an NFT shown during any commercial? Oh yes or no? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the yes on that Will one. Will Joe Burrow show smoking a cigar if he wins? No. Yes. No? No, 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 no. I don't think he'll do it on the field. No. I don't think he'll do it on the field, no. You might see him at, like, the after party, whatever, doing it, but I don't know if that counts. How many times will home field advantage be mentioned during the broadcast? Over. One and a half times. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. I give it like two or three times. Yeah. All right, Peter, do you get that out of your system? Yeah, I, I guess. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh any more? No, 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 no. Nope. All right. All right. So, okay. So we're going to get into game picks. Uh, we will give you our score. Uh, and so right off the top, 
I will read you the line for the game. So the, right now the Bengals are 4.5 point underdogs and the total in terms of over, over under is set at 48 and a half. So Peter, actually we're going to, we're going to change the order here. We're going to start with Noah because Noah's been going last. So Noah, give me your score. Who wins and why? I think Bengals win uh, just simply for the fact that I've bet against them three times now. And, and now, you know, they're in the Super Bowl. So I, I feel like I just can't, you know, my ego is at stake here. And if I say that it's the, the, the Rams, I go with Matt Stafford and the Bengals win. It's like, it's going to discredit me. He's trying to do some reverse psychology. on. He's trying to do reverse psychology. Exactly. Exactly. I want to say it's 27, 24 Bengals. So I'm going to say that's the over and Bengals cover. Okay. All right. Car. We're doing Super Bowl MVPs after this, right? Yes, we'll do that after we do this, yes. Okay. But, so my score, I think it's going to be the Rams that win. I'm going to say 24 to 20. Look, we're talking about it. The Rams have a better roster. The Bengals' offensive line scares me to death. And when you're going up against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Ford, this this front seven for the, the Rams, I think they're just going to cause Joe Burrow to, to really falter and – if you look back at that Titans game where Burrow got sacked nine times, that Titans offense wasn't doing anything. I put more faith in the Rams offense to put points up other than rather than that Titans offense. And like I said, you know, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, that connection is not gonna not going to be stopped. Odell's gonna get his in this game. Um, I think the Bengals will keep it relatively close, but I have my money on the Rams. I, I really do think this is going to be it. And with putting all their chips at the middle of the table with all these picks they've given up and all these moves they've made, it'll finally pay off. So Rams 24, Bengals 20, Rams win. So Bengals cover, Rams win. Peter. Yep. I agree. Bengals cover, Rams win. Rams 31, Bengals 27. And I have the over. I, I just think that. Why do you have the over? Nope, not going there. Nope, not going there. I just think, just piggyback everybody, I think that Burrow is going to be running around for his life, and I just don't think that he can overcome the Rams' offense, defense, even special teams. I think it's the Rams here. And if the Rams do win, Jason, I'm going to ask for your ticket, and you're not going to pull one out. So. Yeah, so the, the joke on this podcast, Cara Noah, is I was a big Nicole Jokic guy last year in the NBA. I should have bet him for MVP, but I did not. So Peter was like, oh, where's your ticket? Get it? Because I did I did not have a ticket because I didn't bet it. So before ah. the season started, I said the Rams were going to win the Super Bowl. Here we are now. And if they win, Peter's going to be like, where's your ticket? I don't have a ticket. I did not do it. Uh, but I'm going to stick with my guts here. I like the Rams. Um, I like the Rams 27-16 over the Bengals. Uh, look, I just think that Rams defense is dominant, man. Uh, I just think. They're going to be able to limit what the Bengals do offensively. And I think the experience is really going to pay dividends. Uh, I think it's so important in a Super Bowl. I think the Bengals are going to come off to a real slow start. It wouldn't surprise me if we entered halftime with the Rams up 17-3 to or something like that. Uh, I think that's big. The Rams aren't afraid. They know what to expect now. Uh, I like the Rams in this game. And I think they absolutely proved to everybody that all the spending and all the draft capital that they, that they dealt was worth it because if again I talked about to start off the show it would be a failure in my mind if they lose to Joe Burrow and Zach freaking Taylor sorry okay so before well, that's we... a bad sign everybody picked the Rams huh no 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 so before we depart 
uh, we will give our Super Bowl MVP. So we'll go reverse order. Peter, you want to start with that one? I have Aaron Donald plus 1,600. The last time that the offensive line was so bad and the defensive line was so good, what Super Bowl was that? Panthers-Broncos. Who won that? Defensive player, Von Miller. I must pick Von Miller at plus 4,500. It's either one of those, I think. Okay, so you you go different. So that's something that people are. I mean, look, if the Bengals' offense is going to get disrupted as much as we all anticipate, I mean, I could absolutely foresee something like that happening. Come it's on. weird though. If there's another prop that it's not going to be weird. The over under sacks for the Rams is plus three. It's three and a half, and the under is, is hammered to minus one fifty. It's weird. Should be interesting. Yeah. Car. Damn it, Peter. You stole my pick. Um, oh, really? I'm sorry. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald to me, I just feel like like I keep talking about it. It just it's a perfect storm for him in this game. I really think that he can wreck this game. And I think the Super Bowl record is four sacks for a single player. I could be wrong. Um, I think he'll come close to that. I think I can honestly see him having like three sacks and a forced fumble. And like multiple pressures, like I, I really think that he could be in for like one of his best games of his career, because Jeffrey Simmons was destroying this Bengals, you know, offensive line in that Titans game. Aaron Donald is going to have his way. Um, if I were to go give another one, Cooper Cup plus six hundred, can't go wrong with that. He'll probably have double digit receptions, hundred yards, and plus six hundred's you know a good bet. But I'm going to go with Aaron Donald just because I feel like this is his game to really solidify himself as maybe the best player in the NFL. Yep. Because especially from look, Aaron Donald, he's somebody that he's not going to put up the necessarily sack numbers as pass rushes are because he plays the defensive tackle position, but you cannot forget how dominant that he is because again, if he gets a Super Bowl MVP, he's right in there considered the best defensive player of our generation. I think he's right in the conversation. Yep. Noah, what is your Super Bowl MVP? I'm going Joe Burrow. Probably the most boring answer I'm giving here, but uh, I I don't know. I just got a feeling. That's fair enough. I mean, no, it's um, consistent. If you think the Bengals are going to win, it's it's a good pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, I like that a lot, Noah. Because if the Bengals are going to win, he's the MVP in my opinion. Yep. Uh, for me, anyway, I'm going to go Cooper Cup. I've been harping on it, and I'm going to go with it. He is at um, plus six hundred. Seems a little high, but I just think. It's going to be very reminiscent of Julian Edelman. In the that's hard. That's hard, though. You better hope that Stafford doesn't do well and well, nobody I, that's else my thing. well. I think what you talked about, Peter, where the Rams are kind of afraid of Stafford low-key, I think that's going to go into their game plan a little bit. I think it's going to be a lot of Cooper Cup. Your Odell first touchdown is going to screw you, though, right? No, I, I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, if he throws a little fade to Odell, like I'm telling you, I think Cooper Cup's going to put 12 catches, 160 yards receiving. I think Cup's going to – that's going to be his line. So I like him as a Super Bowl MVP. He cements probably as one of the best seasons an NFL receiver has ever had. Yep. And I think it's going to go full circle here. No one picks Stafford, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if Stafford has a big game, I think Cooper Cup's going to have a big game, like you said. So, and Cooper Cup, in my opinion, is going to have over 100 yards, over 10 catches, and probably one or two touchdowns. So, Okay. Does anyone else have any Super Bowl thoughts? I need someone's opinion, though. Does, okay. anybody, watch, does anybody watch the Puppy Bowl? 
No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, oh my God, you don't know what that is? All right, listen. Puppy Bowl 18 this year. It's been 18 years in a row. It's a, it's a thing before the Super Bowl on Animal Planet, like 3 o'clock, where they just show off puppies like being adopted, and you can adopt them after the game. Team Rough versus Team Fluff? No? Not a big Puppy Bowl guy. No, are you, you guys, a Puppy Bowl guy? You guys all suck. I, I mean, I, w- I watch the highlights here and there. That's what but... I'm saying. Like, they, like, run around with, like, a squeaker toy, like, stupid, awesome. like, football thing, and they, like, go in the end zone, and they, like, look, the halftime show is, like, a bunch of cats. It's pretty cool. This episode has proven why Peter is just – I would – Peter, you're the most fascinating person in the world. Pretty cool. You're, you're an avid Winter Olympic fan. You follow how many m- cold medals the U.S. have had. <laughs> you talk about squids. Wait, you don't do you don't do that real talk. You don't like every day like look up the medal count for the thing. Count the Netherlands. They have um, four. Maybe in the mm-hmm. summer, um, on not an everyday basis. Peter, you like? Luch? I don't really care about the winter. You like Luch? Luch? yeah, that's fine. Luch guy over here. I like Luch. Well, without <laughs> Car Noah, thank you for joining us. Always great to have you guys on you want to plug rough in the basket in your socials yes sir um listen to us this week where our episode might be coming out before this or after this whatever regardless listen to rough in the basket this week we're doing the same thing talking about the super bowl um make sure you guys follow us on twitter at rough the basket you can follow us on instagram at rough in the basket follow me on twitter at bcar underscore 13 i'm sure i'll be tweeting about the super bowl and everything that's going on with it and Noah, you want to plug yourself? Uh, check me out on Instagram, nburnt37. That's all. Boom. Okay. So, Jason, this check- is the best show we've ever done. It's a great show. I say that all the time, but no, this I is felt like last week's show. show. Last week's show with Seth and um, Dave was fantastic. And I think this one is uh, definitely in the same playing field. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I hope everybody enjoys the conclusion of the NFL season because I'm going to be real sad after the season's over, Peter. But, yeah. Peter, next week, we're going to have to talk about some different things. Uh, NBA trade deadline. Um, we can recap that. We can update on the Major League Baseball lockout. We can recap the Super Bowl. Olympics. Peter, we Olympics. Can Olympics, yep. We can do all that fun stuff. But it's great having you guys on. We'll have you guys back on soon, maybe before the draft. Let's do it, man. Thank you so Lions, much for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Lions have a top three pick, you know, so see how it goes. Yep. Thanks so much Everybody. for having us on. Everyone enjoy the Super Bowl. It's been a good time. Stay adorable. Get it? Adorable. Ah, no. Stay adorable.